In this episode of The Interface, I speak with Hoveta Hobson, Director of Engineering and Product Development for Amphenol Tech Box in Madison, Alabama. Oveta has been with TechBox for nine years after working in the automotive industry in the Huntsville area. We talk about her father encouraging her to become an engineer at an early age. We talk about her time with Chrysler and Continental and the many roles she had to assume over the years. We talk about how different it's been to work for Amphenol and feel a greater connection to the work her and her team do. And we talk about her passion for community service. This is The Interface. Where is Madison, Alabama? So it's just right outside. Do you know Huntsville? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been there um, a few so times for customer visits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So Madison is only um, about seven miles from Huntsville. Okay. It's so a, a, yeah, it's a little bedroom community uh, right outside. I mean, we do have our own form of government, our own mayor. In fact, I live on the same street as the mayor of Madison. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just right outside of Huntsville. And how is everything as far as uh, Amphenol Tech Vox right now and, and working uh, during this coronavirus pandemic? So we're doing uh, very well, I would say. Yeah. Um, Tech Box is really, I mean, engineering, that's our resource. So we've been able to uh, survive without layoffs. We've been able to continue the work and um, make sure that everybody, you know, again, we have our location closed here at the moment um, with mm-hmm. the option of coming in. If there are things that you have to do, uh, then you come in maybe for a few hours or what have you. But yeah. if you can get the work done from home, we do it from home. If you can give not only myself, but the other people who listen to this podcast, just a brief overview, you know, 30, 60 second overview of what TechBox does, um, because I'm not all that familiar with it. I mean, I looked up the website, you know, and this is Amphenol. There's 120 plus divisions all around the world, and it's it's really hard to know all of them. But just explain to me what TechVox is, what their specialty is, what your mission is, that type of thing. So Amphenol TechVox is really a connectivity company. Uh, we started in around 2004. And initially, we were selling branding and selling headphones to the automotive industry. Okay. Uh, from there, we moved to, uh, we actually got into the fitness industry for a while, uh, selling to like Stairmaster iPod cables. Mm. Um, so the iPod cable kind of got us back into automotive, and we sold an iPod cable to Chrysler, I believe. And uh, then when USB started to take off in vehicles, the USB department and the cable department were actually the same. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Chrysler wanted to say, hey, let's go to USB ports, media hubs, chargers, then we had the opportunity to, uh, to join in. So from there, we started to launch not only cables, USB cables, uh, even HSDs, LVS cables, but also media hubs, chargers, media ports. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're doing wireless chargers uh, as wow. well. So connectivity is really uh, our space. That's the, uh, the area in which we operate, and specifically in the automotive industry. Are there specific new or fairly new technologies that you guys uh, you think you really really makes you stand out in the industry of these types of products? So right now, the newest for us, I think, is wireless charging. And mm-hmm. really, that's the way that um, everything's going. Nobody really wants the wire, the plugged-in cable anymore. So we're now looking at wireless charging. We'll actually launch our first wireless charger uh, in Europe here in a couple of months. But 
uh, adding features to wireless charging, NFC, RFID, um, to ensure that you have the experience, same experience uh, that you have in the home in your vehicle. We're also looking Ethernet switches, uh, things of that nature, just kind of creating, uh, again, the atmosphere of the home in the vehicle, even with uh, hot spots in, in vehicles. As part of the automotive group, then, how much do you rely on some of the other divisions within that group to help you with some of these opportunities? So we've actually tried to leverage partnerships with uh, some of our sister companies. As a matter of fact, um, I, I mentioned wireless charging. At the moment, we're actually working with uh, Amphenol SAA. Mm-hmm. We're looking at adding an antenna coupler uh, to a wireless charger, you know, again, to link to the antenna on the outside of the vehicle to be able to give you better reception, um, better capability in the vehicle. So uh, cables, we partnered with other companies as well. Uh, we do have a manufacturing location in Batam, Indonesia, where we actually partnered with Casco uh, as well to um, share that manufacturing location. We make similar products. So we've actually uh, been able to work and play very well with a lot of our sister companies within the automotive area and outside of the automotive as well. Let me back up for a little bit just to understand how you got started in all of this. Um, I'm assuming you're from Alabama. I am. Right. And I know that (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to presume, but just in (laughs) case I wanted to ask you go to Tuskegee University, major in electrical engineering. What was it that got you interested in that at a young age as, as an EE? Yeah. So, um, I think early on, I spent a lot of time with my dad and, um, what did he do? Uh, my dad was actually a farmer. Uh, so I'm a farmer's daughter. I grew up on a farm and, but he always liked to try and tinker with things. He, uh, you know, was working on his truck, for example. And he was a huge guy. He had really big hands. So he'd always, you know, let me come out there and help him. And it's like, okay, reach in there and, you know, turn this, um, you know, bolt or something. And he always said, you know, girls think better than boys. They make better mechanics. They make better engineers <laughs> than boys. They have small hands. They got, and they have a great mind. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that kind of got me started. And then I was always inquisitive. I wanted to know how things work. I mean, even as a kid, I remember just flipping a light switch and going, wow, yeah. how did that happen? So I've always kind of had um, uh, an engineer's mind, I would say, just to kind of want to understand how things work and, um, and really solve problems. What was it about the electrical side of engineering that attracted you? Um, so for me, you know, I, and I, I did at one point, I was kind of torn between mechanical and mm-hmm. electrical. Yeah. And for me, mechanical, it's like, yeah, you can see it. It's kind of, it seemed as if, you know, more hands on to me. Right, right. But electrical was more kind of a, of a mystery to me. You okay. Know, how, so it took a little bit more to, uh, to understand how these things work. So uh, I guess that was kind of the thing in high school that I made a, a decision. And, you know, I was taking physics and other courses like that. And it just kind of led me more so toward electrical than the other disciplines. You then get into, right after college, you get into really the automotive industry fairly quickly, like right away. Um, uh, with, it's, I think starting with Chrysler, if I recall correctly. What, That's correct. Is Huntsville uh, in that area a a hub of automotive industry, of the automotive industry? It seems like a lot of what you did was right in the area between Chrysler and Continental. 
we are automotive uh, centric right now, but actually it's more of a uh, Department of Defense area. So pretty yeah. much it's government area. But um, back in the day, uh, Chrysler was big here. In fact, I started with Chrysler as an intern when I was at Tuskegee. I interned with them a couple of summers and then started uh, permanently after I graduated. But yeah, we do have, in fact, in the Southeast, a high concentration of automotive here um, in, in Huntsville still, we do have uh, more automotive than just uh, just tech box. There has been a decline a little bit, but now we're coming back with more um, manufacturing locations than say design and development. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it was really, really great to be able to join tech box as um, I had to leave some of the other, uh, the other areas. Uh, you know, you mentioned um, Chrysler, uh, Siemens VDO, and Continental. Uh, so I'd been with those companies, started with Chrysler. Uh, then Chrysler, uh, our location was actually sold to Siemens VDO. Mm. Uh, Siemens VDO, uh, again, was an automotive electronics company as well. And after we were sold, I actually moved to Germany and worked in Germany for a couple of years, Regensburg, okay. Germany, and uh, moved back to Huntsville. And then Siemens VDO, of course, was sold to Continental. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of years more with Continental and then Continental decided, you know what, uh, we only want the business um, and not necessarily the people in the facility. Mm. So they decided to close our facility here in Huntsville. So for me to find TechBox or for TechBox to find me was, was really great because, again, being here in an area that's so much uh, oriented to the government and Department of Defense, True. automotive yeah. was getting slim. What did you first do once you got to, to Chrysler? What were some of the jobs that you did um, that then you feel helped you as as you seamlessly worked your way into TechVox? Yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, question probably should be, what did I not do? Uh, <laughs> okay. I, yeah, actually, uh, I started out, believe it or not, as a software designer. Oh, uh, okay. I was working in, yeah, I was working in uh, the radio group back then and I was a software designer um, so I uh, worked with launching uh, some of the earlier radios I don't want to date myself too uh, too far back but you know even back during the uh, cassette player and, okay hey look, that's, that's what I grew up on too <laughs> yeah uh, so I actually started as a software designer became a hardware designer uh, worked in quality, supplier quality, uh, manufacturing quality. Uh, when I moved to Regensburg, when I moved to Germany, I actually worked in design quality with the design team there and um, came back, uh, moved to supplier quality, became supplier quality manager. Um, and supplier quality and purchasing were uh, a co-located group. And as we were preparing to close the plant, uh, I actually even became purchasing manager. Wow. <laughs> you can't believe it. So um, it's, I, I've been really around in the automotive, you know, customer interface, uh, you, you know, you name it. I've pretty much done it. Everything probably except logistics. <laughs> so I assume then the, once you found TechVox and how did that happen uh, back so nine it, years ago? Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, again, they were, we were closing the plant at Continental. And I actually stayed to physically close the plant. Mm. Um, I, I didn't leave until the day we handed the keys over to the landlord. 
So a lot of people kind of got in, uh, got ahead of me for the local jobs here. And uh, independent of that, I did not have a government clearance. And you know, I was like, oh, I can't get one of these government jobs. And yeah. Quite frankly, I really didn't want one because automotive is what I know. Yeah. So uh, actually, TechBox came uh, to me by three different methods. Three friends of mine actually uh, referred me to this company. So I, by the third time, I said, you know what, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, apply and mm-hmm. you know see see what comes up from it. So uh, I applied immediately, got an interview, came in and interviewed. And um, so initially I was um, offered a job as a program manager. I said, okay, great. And uh, then I was told, hey, can you start like tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was kind of still under contract with uh, Continental to close a plant. So this was like maybe in uh, about March. Um, and I couldn't believe it. I said, well, I, I can't. I have to stay until June 30th. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they said, well, we need a program manager right now. And so we just kind of shook hands and said, OK, you know, very well. Thanks. But, you know, I've got to do what I've got to do. Yeah. Then about a month or so later, I get a call in the tech box again. And uh, the vice president at the time says, you know, we decided to that we're going to need two program managers. We're growing so much. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, great, but you know, I still can't start until you know June after June thirtieth. So he says, okay, great, can you start July fifth? You know, one day after the holiday. I said, okay, <laughs> yeah. you just give me a couple more days. Yeah. So uh, I joined on uh, July eleventh. Um, you know, just ten days between, really ten days between one job and the next, and and it's just been phenomenal ever since. What's the biggest difference for you from working for those companies previous to working for not only TechVox, but just Amphenol in general? What's some of the differences? What do you, what do you appreciate about being where you are now? So for me, TechVox, Amphenol TechVox, um, it means ownership. I mean, being in a larger company like the other ones, I mean, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the work. I learned a lot, but I almost felt like, yep, I come and I do my work. And I go home and that's, that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. But here you, you own it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really feel as if you, it's your enterprise. I mean, regardless of your position, you know, whether you're a program manager or director or engineer, you really know the work that you're doing is being affected in the overall enterprise. Yeah. I mean, in the thing that you do, you, you've got to pull your weight. And, and I think that's, that's one of the, the greatest things for me. Second thing is it's a family here. It's a smaller company. And I'll be honest, I was a little apprehensive because, yeah, I work in bigger companies all the time, big companies, great security. Uh, because when I joined TechVox, I was about the ninth employee, wow. literally, yeah. uh, about the ninth employee. And so I did have some reservations, but then we just really became a family. So I mean, the thing is, we work like a family, we play like a family and fight like a family. <laughs> sure. And at the end of the day, you know, as a family, we get it done. So I think just the the, the spirit of owning uh, your uh, part of the work, being responsible for your part of the work. If you don't do it, then, you know, it's going to be significant. So and in, at a larger company, maybe you have it to a certain extent, but it's always been to mean that, well, well, if you don't get it done, somebody else will, whatever. But here you really have that ownership. I mean, you really feel like you're running your own little company in, uh, in your particular area. Yeah. Not just a, not just a number somewhere else or a cog in a larger wheel or something. Exactly. Exactly. You you matter. And 
Then one thing also uh, here, you can, I mean, just by the nature of the product that we make, you can see the the fruits of your labor. You can, it's yeah. nothing like really taking your family out, um, you know, when you launch a product and it's in a vehicle and it's on a showroom and you go in or your family or friends and say, yeah. hey, I made that. Yeah. That's me. You know, it's, it's really a sense of pride. So. As director of engineering and product development, what is then your role in promoting and advancing Amphenol Tech Box to the broader market? So really, engineering, pro- uh, project management, they're under my shop. Mm-hmm. So quite frankly, what I do is clear the way for innovation. Mm-hmm. I clear the way to make sure my engineers have what they need to innovate, to get done what they need to do. Uh, we uh, actually manage both R&D and product development. So um, my team of engineers, are, they're looking for new technologies. They're answering RFQs. They're keeping their pulse on the, uh, their finger on the pulse of the customer. Uh, they're also looking for new organic ideas. So my job really uh, is a fun job because I get to um, manage uh, and lead a, a playhouse of engineers that yeah. are literally having fun during doing engineering. Because that's that's what we do here. I mean, we really do the nuts and bolts, start from a white piece of paper type engineering. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me to have that um, ability to influence next level and being able to uh, just create and foster an area, um, I guess, or, or an area of creativity, you know, where we can create, where we can innovate. And then not only that, but to be able to make uh, products that are high quality that we can manufacture millions of yeah. uh, per year at a high level of quality and uh, at a good cost um, that the customer wants to buy and buy again. Uh, it sounds great. You have me fired up now. I want to come be an engineer. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to go to school for a couple of years first, so just bear with me. If you can, okay. As long as you don't need me July 5th. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know because we talked beforehand, I know one thing that, you know, outside of work that's very important to you is your passion for community service. Can you just tell me a little bit about that and what that means to you, what you get out of it? Absolutely. I mean, I believe we all should be good citizens and that we ought to leave the world better off than we found it. Uh, right now, I uh, serve as president of uh, my sorority. It's a sorority called Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. Mm-hmm. It extends beyond collegiate years, of course. And I have a chapter here of uh, almost 500. Wow. And we try to make sure that uh, we are operating in the community. We are giving back in the community. We're trying to do things to build our community uh, in a greater way. Just some things that we do, um, I mean, economic development, educational development, we have programs uh, for youth, both uh, boys and girls. We recently, uh, I would say during the uh, pandemic, we've actually tried to make sure that we reached out to the community. One day we uh, just got together with a food truck owner. You know, and gave them, you know, say, hey, here's a thousand bucks. How many uh, plates will that make? Yeah. And we took it into the food truck into the area where the homeless are here in Huntsville. And they got a hot meal, you know, just for maybe even that one day. But we donate to the food bank. We're trying to make a difference uh, in the community and reach those that have a voice really for those that otherwise might not be heard. And really just to to be able to give back and um, let others know that that we care. 
and it's it's very honorable and i give you all the credit in the world for you know making that a, a priority and a passion of yours so kudos to you, you. for that sure sure mm-hmm. well listen oveta i i want to thank you very much for taking time today to to speak to me and, and tell a little bit about your story a little bit about amphenol tech box for people who don't know about it like myself until about you know 20 minutes ago or so <laughs> But again, thank you for taking the time uh, to do this today. And um, hopefully at some point we get to see each other in person, not just on the Zoom call. Oh, great. Absolutely. And thank you so much uh, for having me, Chris.